Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. If you lived in Calgary over the past decades, you've definitely read some of Kada Lemon's work in one way or another. She's the president of Red Point Media Group, the publisher of Avenue Magazine and many other publications, including Dignified Living, targeted at Tara's healthy aging. <laughs> well, you She, turned that right around, didn't exactly. you? Exactly. She's here this morning to talk about the publishing industry and how to keep a magazine alive for the long term. Good morning, Kata. Good morning. Thanks good for having morning, me. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Good morning. What uh, audiences don't know is that I wrote that with a very different <laughs> intro about aging and David, but he turned that around, didn't he? <laughs> yes. So, Kate, it's so nice to see you. So nice to yeah, be here. And nice to see you. We've, we've um, crossed paths many times together in my previous life in the media, so yeah. we did lots of work together, so it's nice to see you again. Yeah, nice to be here. Nice well, to meet you for the first time. <laughs> So you've been in the industry for 20 years or so. Yeah, yeah. What's keeping you in the industry? You know, it, it's, that is a fantastic question uh, that I get asked quite regularly now. I feel like as long as I have been in the media, the media has been changing dramatically. Mm. And everybody who I talk to who's in an industry that is just starting to be disrupted, so to speak, I say, don't worry, it's going to be okay. going to be okay. Come talk to me when you, when you finally acknowledge that things are changing. So as long as I've worked in publishing, publishing has been changing. Publishing has been said that it is dying. And yet mm-hmm. here we still are because people want and crave and need stories. And especially a magazine like Avenue and what we do with Red Point Media Stories about our communities, that's how we know who we are. That's how we decide what is part of our community, how we shape that. And that is changing in important and dynamic and really, really necessary ways. And that's what keeps me involved. How's that part changing? The storytelling. Well, the storytelling itself is not changing so much, mm. but how we decide what's part of Calgary, right? We've had oh, some okay. really, really important questions and answers, and we're still working on those things about who is part of Calgary? Who is Calgary for? What are cities for? Right now that we've spent two years working remote, so many of us, and we can sell our goods online and we can do our work online, What are cities for? What are they going to be for in the future? And I think answering that question and being part of deciding what Calgary is for, who it's for, how we decide what equity is going to look like in this city, I think that's really exciting. With, um, you know, Alexa and Siri controlling our life, mm-hmm. uh, is there a demand for written, you know, media? Is the uh, demand uh, going up, going down? People, uh, I remember a few years ago when we started moving into the internet on everything we do in life, mm-hmm. people said, oh, you don't need, you don't need uh, copying paper anymore. You don't need any printing papers. Yeah. I have you like don't, you seven, don't need that at all, which is I have like have seven printers in my outs. office. Yeah. So I, I think so much of what we, we, consume as spoken media starts as written media or starts as research or starts as finding things out from written media. Um, we know that the way that people understand the world and that it 
information that they can retain is much, much higher when they read it in print than when they read it or online or when they hear it. Sorry to say, mm. this is fantastic. Love talking to you. <laughs> but in terms of retention of information, yes, print is actually one of the highest ways that we retain information. And writing is actually even higher than that. So they're different. They serve different purposes. And I think what we do best is say, okay, this is a piece of media that needs to be written into Avenue Magazine. This is a piece of information that needs to be on our website or in our newsletters. This is something that we want to create as a video. And so finding what's the right way to tell the right story to the right audience. I was going to ask you about that because uh, with Avenue Magazine, as I went through your, I mean, of course, I've had the paper copies Mm -hmm. and we've been reading those for years, uh, but how is the website different than what you'll be able to read in the the magazine? Yeah, so we produced the magazine um, in 2023, we'll be doing six issues for the year. Mm -hmm. And with the website, we're producing upwards between 60 to 90 original web-only stories every month. Wow. So, and that's been the case for years now. So that goes into our newsletters. It goes onto our website. The entire print um, product also goes onto our website, but we, there's really a lot more than that on the website. So for example, with our top 40 coming up, there's a lot of pieces that are in addition that will go onto the website. Our guest this morning is Keita Lemon, president of Redpoint Media. You mentioned 40 under 40 and um, you know, I've been following um, Mm -hmm. I came to Canada. I was forty, so I, I was <laughs> I was already not qualifying for the uh, for the next edition. But do you follow them? Like, do you yes. check a few years later whether the promise kind of materialized or not? Absolutely. For example, Tara is a top forty under forty alumni. Well, that's I don't know if that's the best she- example you can bring. <laughs> <laughs> a fantastic Thanks, example. David. You know, um, always a supporter. Tara was Tara was in the top forty in her infancy, and so she is one of those people that she has become an icon of Calgary's media since the time that we first profiled her. And there are many That's a people big word. like that. So Dave, Dave Kelly, mm-hmm. um, your former colleague, another one that was in the early years, and um, both Dave Broncagne and Nahed Nenshi were top forties before each of them became mayor. So there's a lot of people, another one, Andrew Fung, who some people may mm, recognize, mm-hmm. a Calgary-based comedian. Um, we had him as a top 40 under 40 when he was still a youth volunteer. So there's a lot of times that we do, we do manage to identify, there's, a, there's something really interesting about this person before they go on to do the thing that they become known for. And then do you do a follow-up story a few years later? Often, yeah. Often I, we do. And what about 70 under 70? <laughs> So there is a great program. We don't do it, but there is a great program in Calgary called the Top 7 Over 70. And that's a really fun one. But it's so interesting to you know, the Top 40 Under 40 is one of our most popular programs that we do in the year. And it kind of runs all year long. As soon as we release this year's list, which comes out October 26th this year, we start the nominations for the next year. So it's kind of an ongoing year-long process. Um, but the other thing is, it's not the only thing where we profile Calgarians. We profile Calgarians mm-hmm. that we love, profile Calgarians that we admire all year long. Um, and so we are always saying, this is just one way that we feature people. And, uh, you know, I'm outside of the age range too. And I've always <laughs> been, <laughs> I've always been uh, ineligible, as it were. How do you decide who 
makes that list. You get so many nominations. Yeah. So we get almost 500 completed nominations a a year. So that's people who've both been nominated and they've accepted the nomination and filled out a quite extensive nomination form that they have to do. So that's, you know, narrowing it down from almost 500 down to 40 is quite the task. And I say usually, you know, we have a panel and it is very, you know, it's very official, but the flippant response to that is they just have to impress me. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they just have to be the one of the top 40 people, right. right? So it's hard to answer that because on one hand, it really depends on the year and they are judged by the nomination package. So sometimes there's people where you think, oh, they should just polish this up a little bit. And we will say to people, you should be re-nominated. You just, the judges want you to have a little bit more experience or complete your project before you're, you're in the list. Um, but really that's it. There isn't a formula. It's not 30% work, 30% family, 30% volunteering. It's what is the complete package of this person? What are they bringing to the city? What's the success that they've had? How have they moved their field forward? What have they built? Um, We are really highlighting not only the success of these 40 individuals and duos, sometimes there's trios in the group, but it's not just them. It's about highlighting the potential success that you can have in this city. It's about inspiring Calgarians with the range of opportunities and and endeavors happening here. And that's, you know, how do you get on the list? You just impress me. <laughs> and our panel easy. of fantastic yeah. judges. Yeah. How, how do you kind of uh, can take Avenue and promote Calgary in other jurisdictions? Yeah, we would love to be doing that and, and working with um, organizations to use Calgary to take this story of the city, this city that we love, and to share that. Because I think so often what we see is that the Calgary that I see reflected back to us, especially from national media, is not the Calgary I live in. The Calgary I live in is a really dynamic and fantastic place to live. It's progressive. There's exciting things happening here. Um, and for example, sometimes it's just the tone, right? You read somewhere else from some other city, oh, Calgary has the greatest downtown vacancy. And I think Calgary has the greatest downtown opportunity for new business. That is what's happening here. And the excitement that I feel when I talk to our top 40s, when I talk to our Made in Alberta award winners, when I talk to the businesses that get featured in our best restaurants, it's not what I hear back from the national media when they talk about Calgary. And it's interesting too, because you think about the fact that we've made the economist list for one of the most livable cities year over year. Mm -hmm. And yet outside of Calgary, inside of Canada, it's like, oh, that's surprising. It's like for Calgarians, it's like, that is not surprising. This is a fantastic place to be. How do we get that message out? And I think there's a small group that's like, we don't want to get the message out. We want to be, we want to be a best kept secret. But I think there's a lot that we want to tell people. We want to share that story. We want to be part of making Calgary even better than the beautiful, fantastic city it already is. Our guest this morning is Keita Lemon, president of Redpoint Media, and we have to take a commercial break. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. And we're back with our guest, Keita Lemon, president of Red Point Media Group. So before the uh, commercial, 
uh, we kind of touched a very important point for me. How do I become a judge in the food magazine? Because I think the consumer should be the judges. Uh, well, we do often have judges. I can send my are, bio after that, the you know, recording. We're, we're always looking for informed <laughs> readers and uh, diners. So there's two things. The first is that we do have a reader voting component of our best restaurants. Um, that has just closed for this year. So you'll have to do it again next year. Um, but then in terms of our panel of judges, our editorial pan, our editorial board picks the panelists who will be on that. It changes a little bit each year because you want different opinions. Right. Um, but this year in particular, there are some judges who aren't quote unquote um, professional foodies. There are some, you know, inf well-informed diners about town. So I'll put it, I'll put in a good word for you. Um, but that is an exciting, I'll just segue for my own purposes. Mm -hmm. So we already have planned our best restaurants gala. So we've been on hiatus for two years. It seems unbelievable. We managed to squeak in our 2020 best restaurants gala just before the world got shut down. Mm -hmm. And we will be back this year in March, uh, I believe the 24th of Next March. Year. Yes. This coming year. In magazines, you're always about six months ahead yes, of schedule. Yes, of course. <laughs> She's got plans. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So we'll be at Willow Park again this year. Tickets sell out fast, so watch for those best restaurants mm, tickets. That's a good one for you to go to. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. So um, if, you've, if we've got some aspiring writers out there and they're looking to get published, how do you get started? What do you do? Great question. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question these days because there's so the the whole landscape of professional writing is very very different than it was uh, X number of years ago when I started my career. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of young writers these days will start with blogging. They'll do their own writing on their own. They're trying to get their work out there. The challenge with that sometimes is they're not being edited. Um, the very best place for a young writer who's in school to start is with their school newspaper. I'm getting mm. that opportunity. Their peers are going to be ruthless editors usually and tell them that they're idiots. So that's very, that's very good practice. Um, <laughs> and also their fellow students will read their work and tell them they're idiots. And that is good practice as well because that response that you get from readers and learning how to take that kind of feedback, that type of criticism and, and determine whether that's a fit for the life that you want, right? Whether you want to be a public person whose opinions get scrutinized by others. Um, not mm -hmm. everybody's set up for that kind of work. Um, and then in terms of uh, who do you reach out to, these days it's so easy because often magazines like ours, all of our email addresses are in the masthead of Avenue. Uh, they're on the website for Avenue. Just get in touch with us and tell us what you're thinking about, what you want to do. Um, we always have internships. We take one to three interns each semester uh, for various positions in the magazine. And those are paid positions supported by um, the government. So great opportunity there for students. Mm -hmm. And then really it's about just doing it. You know, journalism isn't a profession like dentistry. You get to, you do it by doing it. Um, so you become a journalist by practicing journalism and that's all you got to do is just sit down and write and send some stories out and talk to some people and be curious and be open to the telling you you're an idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll be an idiot for years it, and right? years and yeah. years. Yeah. And it's hard. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of young people don't realize is that there aren't 
journalism jobs the way they used to be. There isn't, you know, the Sun and the Herald don't have a 30-person intake mm-hmm. each year of students that they're hiring. It's not like that anymore. You have to make your career yourself. No, it's the same on TV. You have Absolutely. to know how to edit. You have to know how to shoot. You have to know how to produce. Do you know how to write? You have yep. to do it all. Yep. Head chef and bottle washer, right? Yep. You do everything tip to tail. Uh, Kata, you mentioned the Made in Alberta Award. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit? So this is this year is our fourth year of the Made in Alberta Awards. It's a product awards program. So we highlight um, food and beverage. We highlight games and uh, unique products, crafts. We have a special category um, to highlight Indigenous artisans. Um, and we, I think there's 10 categories in total, including our Reader's Choice Award. And each of those winners is highlighted in our Made in Alberta magazine. They're highlighted in Avenue and then in a magazine that goes across the province. And then they're celebrated at an awards ceremony. And we also have um, a conference that we do for small businesses um, to help them take their business from whatever level it's at now to the next step for them. So whether that's, you know, you're going from having your Etsy page to you want to wholesale or you're already wholesaling, you want to get into export, whatever that next step to grow your made in Alberta business, that's what we're uh, bringing our sponsors. We've had great, great response from uh, MNP Connect uh, First Connect first, next first. <laughs> credit union. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, um, Shedpoint uh, and the CED TAP program. So they've been really great sponsors to really bring that support to local producers. And, you know, for Calgary and for Avenue in particular, 97% of our readers say they will pay more for a locally made product. And Mm so highlighting those products, helping them find them, helping them learn that there is such a huge variety of locally made goods um, and they're incredibly high quality. You mentioned you've got a number of other publications as Mm -hmm. well, in addition to Avenue Magazine, one of them being Dignified Living for the age. Well, our population is aging. So tell us about that one. Where, Where can people find that and what's it all about? Yeah, so Dignified Living is a a newish publication. So we're in our third issue right now. It's a quarterly publication and it is targeted at um, Calgarians who are interested in healthy aging. And so it focuses on Again, whatever age you're at, what does healthy aging mean for you? So it's not just for people who are in their 90s. It's that whole journey. And we always say healthy aging starts today. Right? Right. It doesn't start at the end of life. It starts right now. And what you're doing today is going to set you up for healthy aging in the future. So the publication is available in all around the city. So similar to Avenue where it's on key stands around the city. It's in grocery stores, drug stores. It's at all of the senior centers um, and uh, the recreation centers in Calgary. It's a free publication? It's a free publication. Okay. Yeah. So now when you have free publications like that, um, how do you make that work? With that Especially over the question. last... Yeah. Yeah. Couple of so years. <laughs> we are very lucky in that we're supported by a number of advertisers in Calgary in the region um, and through sponsorship for our events and, and things like that, other parts of our brands. But um, publishing in Calgary, and you asked earlier on about how is publishing changing, this is a particular um, anomaly of publishing in Alberta, that a lot of Alberta publications are free distribution. And that 
you know, goes back to the history of the oil and gas industry and how much money there was to support publications within Alberta. But it's fairly rare, especially in Canada, that that so many of the publications are free. Um, and it's a challenge going forward because advertising is also changing as well as publishing itself is changing. Um, so it's going to really be the question of the next five years of how how will the business model change? How will we adapt to the changes in Calgary, in publishing? Um, you know, printing is getting more and more expensive. There's changes to, you know, things that um, editors especially never really had to think about before. So such as where is your paper coming from? Where does your ink come from? Mm. Are you, there is one particular kind of whitening agent that's used for magazine paper that only comes from Russia. So that's fairly hard to come by these days. So supply chain issues are affecting us in ways that we never anticipated. And so like many industries, we're needing to look at different ideas. We're needing to look at how the future will change. And that's not specific to Redpoint or Avenue or even to Alberta, um, but it affects us and Alberta publishers in different ways, I think. We're about 120 seconds before the end of the show. And, and um, you know, Avenue has, as you mentioned, uh, 40 under 40, mm. the uh, food uh, magazine, you have all the neighborhoods, I think. In, yep. in your experience, being the head of the pyramid, <laughs> what is the contribution Avenue brings to the community internally? What does Avenue bring to the community? So I think that Avenue both reflects a celebration of Calgary and encourages Calgarians to think bigger and bolder about what Calgary can be. Um, so I always say we're, we, we celebrate how good Calgary can become. So it's not just about saying this is the best place and ignoring any problems. It's about truly believing from our hearts, any problems that are here, we can overcome them if we put our minds to it. And so part of our role is to say, hey, have we thought about this pro problem and how we can address it? Because we think that Calgarians have the ingenuity to address all of the problems that we have here. You've profiled a lot of the people who are mm -hmm. doing that for us, right? So, uh, Keita Lemon is the president of Redpoint Media Group. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.